1: Welcome to another episode of A Changing Attitude, the podcast that takes a look at the Attitude Era of Raw through 2021 hours. Uh, I am Mags, and with me today, my good friend, Tanner, the Texas Gentleman. How are you?
2: Howdy, howdy, everybody. I'm doing well. How are you doing today, Mags?
1: Yeah, nah, not doing too bad at all. Uh, and not with us because she has lived up to the gimmick that we have bestowed upon her. She is now the draw and she's big shot at us. She doesn't turn up. She's done a jade J- the Snake Roberts and just not shown up to a match. And wow. <laughs> so we've no, we have no aura. Uh, in reality, though, she's... A, She's been stuck uh with the aftermath of Hurricane Arda. I want mm. to say it was Hurricane Arda and uh, uh she's been uh struggling for for power. So uh, by the time you hear this, she will probably be back uh and firing on all soldiers. But we uh we hope that her and all her family and loved ones uh a speedy recovery from all this stuff and uh we can't wait to to get her back on the shore very, very soon. Mm.
2: Indeed, you know uh, it's. I, I've I've talked to Ori off and on throughout the week as as you know, obviously Ida has come and gone, and um, you know obviously as you put it, you know uh, our our thoughts uh, and, and 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 prayers are with Ori and her family and all those who were affected by uh, Hurricane Ida. Uh, so uh, if anybody's out there and you've experienced uh, you know uh, any any kind of hardship because of the hurricane. Don't hesitate to to reach out. We we want to you know know that you're okay. So
1: yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's get into this episode of Raw. Then uh, we're on the uh, the the Raw after the amazing pay per view that was in your house, Man Games, and uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 this is from the twenty third of September, nineteen ninety six. Uh, we are in Hershey, Pennsylvania, at the mm. Hershey Park Arena.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh ho- home of uh Hershey's chocolate, I
1: think. I think that makes I, sense. I, I mean I would assume so. <laughs> Not being American. I, I, I can't confirm or deny that. Um <laughs> But we we open with uh stills from uh from the the view where we saw Razor Ramon, wink and Diesel, wink, wink attacking Savio Vega uh, still those kind of blurry scrambled images is this the real Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, let's find out so <laughs> we start the show with Kevin <laughs> Keller, Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler on commentary, we we'll go straight into uh which you would have assumed would have been the main event, the uh, the Intercontinental uh, title tournament final, Mark Miro uh, with Sable taking on Farouk with Suna, Uh kind of like the battle of the managers almost.
2: Yeah. Uh it was a it was an interesting uh matchup here. Uh, and and how we got here I, I I feel like I don't know, man, what's the right way of saying it? Like I've I've I knew to expect Farouk. I did not really expect Mark Mero to make it this far, uh, but he did. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess him being the high flyer—that's something that uh, was was new and cutting edge for for WWE at that time. So, um, you know, maybe they just wanted to have a good guy sticking around to, you know, maybe challenge Farouk for this
1: uh, this title. Absolutely, and uh, I like the way that they've uh, replaced the leather on the title. Put that that white strap. I kind of always really been a big fan of that that white strap. Um, the gold one was fine for gold dust. I don't think it suited uh, Armad Johnson too much. And the fact that they've gone back to white, I think that's a cool touch. But this was actually a really good match for a, for a TV show for a, a RAW where we've not had. The best of wrestling. I thought that this was actually really interesting. We got some uh, got some cool moves from from Mark Miro. We got the power from feruka A real kind of a blend of of styles. We had uh, Sonny getting involved and getting ejected uh, from the from the ringside by special guest referee, first ever Intercontinental Champion Pat Patterson. Uh, mm. We also had we were joined on commentary as well by uh, Mister Perfect, who was a uh, he was saying he's gave advice and and uh, and tidbits of information to to Mark Mayro, kind of what telegraphing the result. Uh, but the match itself, I thought, was was really really interesting. We get a um, a, call, a phone in from Ahmed Johnson, former champion. Um, I'm glad that you brought this up. <laughs> he uh, he says that he's uh, he's essentially going to uh, get his own back on on Farouk, and then <laughs> we get the King chipping in. Saying, "I heard you needed a kidney trans- transplant, Ahmed, from J. Roberts," and Ahmed goes off. He yeah. he threatens to <laughs> to essentially end uh, Jerry Lawler. Which I mean, that's how if it only could have happened.
2: <laughs> like that's about as close to a to like an actual death threat that we get <laughs> like this far into WWE 1996. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I'm gonna end you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but he, he, he does confirm that he's close to coming back, so we'll we'll be seeing him uh, in the ring, I assume, pretty soon. Uh, but getting back to the match, we see Sonny come come back, uh, bringing a, a suspicious little. Uh, Almost brick-shaped handbag with her.
2: Yeah, um, it looked very heavy
1: <laughs> <laughs> and very, very rectangular as well. Mm. Uh, her and her and um, Sable get into it uh, while the referee is distracted. Um, Farouk picks up the handbag. You expect the schmoz finish where Farouk uh, lands the uh, the brick shot, but uh, Mark Mirro telegraphs the. He ends up being the one that hits Farouk with the with the the purse and. Uh, he he sets up Farouk for the wild thing, the uh, the um, the backflip almost, and and then we get a new champion, someone who I, if I were watching live, I definitely did not expect Mark Mero to be the guy who wins. You'd think that this was uh, a storyline tacked on for for Farouk for to win, but yeah, Mark Mero uh, gets the win. Uh, about yeah. ten minutes of a match, really really fun, uh, lively, exciting match to to start an episode of Raw.
2: Yeah, and, and and I think you you and I are on the same page here as far as the result is concerned. I think it for me it was always oh well, Farouk's got to win this because that sets up him and Ahmed Johnson again down the road. But it's like oh well, Mark Marrow, <laughs> like yeah. let's bring in Mark Merrow and let's have him win the title. Okay, well now what do you what do you do with Farouk and? And and now you got to find somebody for Mark Mero. I, I mean, maybe you could have them do another series of matches. Um, mm-hmm. I guess. I mean,
1: t- looking back on it in, in with hands the Farouk and Armad Johnson storyline is already set. I don't think it particularly needs a title. It's very much a kind of a. Um, almost a blood feud, I suppose. Um, right. so, so I can see now in why you would think, oh, well, we'll put the title on Mark, that gives him a little bit of rub, mm-hmm. it can lead to, to further storylines down the line for him, and we're still going to get the Ahmed and Farouk stuff just without the title involved. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- th- it sets up more threads, I suppose, but uh, going back to to watching this uh, as it happened, yeah, it, it was very jarring to see uh, this essentially jobber in Mark Meerob becoming now the 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 workhorse champion.
2: Mm. Uh, he he went on to uh, <laughs> he went on to, to he thanked God. Uh, you know, he he thanked his his wife, uh, Sable, uh, mm-hmm. for for being there by his side. And he thanked Mr. Perfect, you um, but you know, for 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 training and advice. Um, but but, <laughs> but one but, but person he didn't <laughs> thank he, did, he didn't thank Jr. Who who as the interviewer
1: he seemed to have taken umbrage with <laughs> with it. Which oh, is what about odd. me? What about me, Mark? You fucking liar! <laughs> Yeah.
2: <laughs> really strange. Like why what, why do you want credit? Like what what did you what part of Mark Merrow's career did you like fit
1: into? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So after the after that match and that amazing interview, which you definitely should go back and, and watch, Jim Ross uh for how terrible uh of a storyline he's been put in he he was amazing in this episode, um, but we. Was,
2: uh, I'm going to steal a line from you. He was the saltiest bitch <laughs> the whole episode. Oh, he was a, he was
1: an angry little cat,
2: and I um, can't wait till we cover the peak at the end of the show of of Jr's saltiness.
1: So after that, that match, we get a, a, a cut backstage, and we see a dressing room. With a uh, with number plate style names on, uh Razor and Diesel So maybe Jim Ross wasn't a fucking liar. Maybe mm-hmm. he has brought the the bad guy and Big Daddy Cole back to the W. Mm.
2: You know, I'm always willing to be proven wrong, but. I just—he's a liar. I, I have a feeling.
1: <laughs> well, we'll see if that feeling comes to premonition pretty soon. Uh, but we go uh, backstage again to uh Doc Hendricks, who, for some weird reason, Kevin Kelly calls Doc Henderson. I uh, don't know quite why he got a name change. Maybe Vince is kind of changing gimmicks mid-show. Uh, But he goes into the the the, the babyface locker room, and everybody. All the big are there cheering for Mark Mironi's title win. You've got the big names like Spark Plug, Bob Polly's in there. Barry Horowitz is in there as well. Um, one of the the Godwins. Henry, maybe, or the other one. Phineas. <laughs> one of them is there. Or maybe the other one. <laughs> you know all these hillbillies, they all look alike.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's a reason for that, but uh, this is yeah. a family show and we don't have to talk about those kind of things.
1: <laughs> but basically all the, the jobber faces are all cheering for the new king of the jobbers. Uh <laughs> In my of us, <laughs> <laughs> a rising tide helps all ships. I suppose. <laughs> exactly. There you go. <laughs> uh, and and then we get another kind of video segment, which uh, is going to reveal the truth about Double J Jeff Jarrett, and it and it it focused on something that happened eighteen months previously when he lost the title <laughs> to Shawn Markles in in March of 1995, we are right. now in September of 1996. You uh, know, they're going to uh, reveal how Double J Jeff Jarrett is a fucking liar. He,
2: he's a he's a fraud. <laughs> he's a he's fraud, a- Mags. Um, he's going to get exposed uh, by the the WWF, who mm-hmm. are his employers. <laughs> oddly enough. Um, yeah, like this whole episode's like gotcha news, like gotcha journalism, <laughs> like, <laughs> like we've got this expose on on Jeff Jarrett being a fraud.
1: <laughs> Jeff Jarrett, who hasn't been around for months, we are going to expose him right now. Um, then we get uh, another match: um, the the newly crowned uh, tag team champions Owen Hart and David Boy Smith uh, with their new manager slash lawyer, uh, Clarence Mason, and they're taking on the Body Donners. Um, and the whole kind of um, the background of this match wasn't particularly what was happening even in the ring. It was the fact that Clarence Mason um, took control of the contract of Owen Hart and David Boy Smith whilst, uh, um, whilst Jim Cornette was, was um, injured, whilst he had other things on his mind.
2: I mean, that's what we're led to believe. None of us were in the room, and none of us read the paperwork. So this could all just be a sham at you know being made up by the commentary team. You know uh, we don't know what's on that you know paperwork, Clarence. So we're just, gonna assume ex- that you're a you're a dick.
1: <laughs> so we 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 actually get a uh, a picture in picture with Jim Cornette who's threatening to disembowel. Disbar, disintegrate, uh, every dis word that you can think of. He's threatening to do that to Clarence Mason because he's horn-swoggled him out of the contracts. <laughs> yeah, and that's
2: the other thing. Like, they're 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 both heels, right? Like, who are we supposed to be led to to like believe is is being wronged here? I mean. <laughs> Like I, I'd, I'd like to see you know what maybe Clarence Mason can do with uh with Owen Hart and the British Bulldog. Uh, I mean, Jim Cornette clearly didn't get them the titles. Well,
1: yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and all while this is going on, we get a a, a basic. Tag team match. Uh, yeah. Nothing. Nothing really uh, stands out. Um, the 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 champions pick up the the victory. I think it's Skip who ends up tapping out. And interesting that Owen used the sharpshooter, the move of his of his brother, who uh, who still isn't isn't back with the company yet. But yeah, um, we get a, a bit of a moment where we're harping uh, next week's main event with uh, Sean Michaels. And Jose Lothario continuing this amazing story with Vader and 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 James E. Cornet that we've all really been on tens hooks about. We can't wait to see the culmination of uh Jose and, and Jim. Um but yeah, the 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 tag champions be uh, the body donors and the crowd goes mild.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what I thought as well. Like This was like <laughs> as filler of a filler match as we could get. It wasn't like terrible, but like, you know, it it was, it, it, would, it just existed in the middle of this show.
1: Yeah, to, yeah. to essentially move this, the two storylines of of Jim Cornette versus Clarence Mason and Jim Cornette versus Jose Lothario on.
3: Yeah
2: yeah um and, and and what's interesting is like I feel like the body Don is uh against Owen Hart and Davey boy Smith like that could actually be like with enough time like that could actually be a really really good match um but they were only given what just shy of five minutes
0: mm-hmm.
2: um so i don't I don't know we we I would like to see this. Uh, to its fullest potential, if possible, because you know we've seen the body dons have some pretty decent matches, uh, and of course, <laughs> does Owen Hart have a bad match in him ever? No, no. Uh, Davey Boy Smith, he can pull out some really great matches himself,
1: especially uh, when he's tagging with Owen Hart. I think he, yeah. he does some of his better work with Owen Hart.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I, I would love to see a longer version of this match if we can get that sometime soon.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So then we go to uh, a little bit more of a recap from uh, the previous night's um, pay-per-view. Uh, we see uh, stills from Undertaker. Um, no, we see stills from Sean Michaels and, and Mankind and Undertaker getting involved and Sid Vicious and Vader getting involved. And then we cut to uh, um, Undertaker doing a promo in a graveyard. Mm. Uh, wandering very around.
2: dark graveyard like you know you, you can hardly see what's going on you, like if you didn't like if you tried to adjust your tv like you you would get into, like no luck you'd be like well uh, there's what's going on with my tv like it's all blacked out <laughs> you know like hitting the the antenna's you know but like no this was just undertaker in a very very dark <laughs> graveyard
1: with we a spade which he's going to use yeah. to to uh, dig a grave from from Mankind, and he will never rest in peace. And we get we get the the typical kind of uh tropes from from um, Undertaker with uh he can't uh he can't get rid of the scars of of what uh what the betrayal of Mankind and, and Paul Bearer has done to him and things like that. Interesting, cool little uh, outside broadcaster. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, spot there but
2: <laughs> did you notice he had like these weird like sevens on <laughs> on his
1: face <laughs> I, th- I think they to to kind of like uh, accentuate his his facial muscles but i don't get why maybe it's, time, it's kind of showing like the rotting of flesh almost i, I, I don't know it was just weird
2: yeah i mean it's uh i mean i i can definitely see where you're coming from and i, and I know that that's like that's why like that's 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 what they're trying to go for but it's just like that was like the laziest way that you could possibly (laughs) go about hey let's just make it look like you're really like you're really smug about something right now
1: And not even a, an attempt to blend it. It's just literally stark red number sevens. Yeah, it's broad, like some, somebody it. just
2: whipped out some lipstick and was just like, yeah. "Here's here's some some things. Make it look like you're you're just angry or or miffed about yeah. something." Absolutely, <laughs>
1: um, and. Straight from this, we go back to Doc Hendricks. This has been a, a, a pretty breakneck pace. They have packed a lot into this uh, into this forty-eight uh, minute show. Uh-huh. But he's out. He's outside the locker room of, of Razor and Diesel. Um, knocks on the door, tries to get a, an interview, and we see the back of Razor and, and, and Diesel, and they slam the door shut without even looking towards the camera. Um, and Doc is uh, perturbed, that like maybe uh, I picked a bad time, and Jim Ross goes, Doc, you fucking son of a bitch trying to steal my goddamn interview. I'll be speaking to them bastards later on in the show. <laughs> so, so,
2: after weeks of of us getting this, this JR angle, um, I finally figured it out. I feel like JR is supposed to be WWE, Mocking or going after like the the Dave Meltzer and Wade Keller types of uh, uh, out there, you know the 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 uh, the dirt sheet journalists, if you will, you know who who report on the wrestling. Um, you know, I, I feel like that's exactly what they're trying to to go for here with with Jr. It's like, oh well, I've got this scoop and nobody else nobody else has got it, and then Gorilla Monsoon's like dismissing it, and Vince is dismissing it, and everybody else is dismissing it's like oh, that's not true you know but you know jr seems to believe that there's something
1: he's the ringside news of this raw episode
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: yes promotional consideration paid for by the following
3: hey folks pc tony here thanks to our new partnership with angry lemonade you can save 10 on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code chair shot head to AngryLemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? pwx over the top shine and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only 5.99 per month get your free trial today at powerslam.tv
0: go to powerslam.tv promo code chair shot get your free month again that's powerslam.tv promo code chair shot
1: the dot always
0: use your head
4: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. (laughs) Uh,
1: So after this, we get um, uh, the Stalker back for another match. Barry Windham wearing... It's been a a
2: minute since we've mm -hmm. seen the Stalker.
1: Yeah, wearing different colored denim to what... uh, I mean, he he was wearing camo uh, clothing... And then his camo on his face was a totally different color. So made it stand out uh, more than maybe the camo was meant to. And then he had this blonde mustache as well, which really kind of uh, stood out with all this black camo all over his face. Um, this is a, an awful gimmick. It's so, so bad.
2: Look, if, if, if Hunter Hearst Helmsley was walking out in the woods looking for the stalker, he just like turned and looked at one point. Wait. What's that over there? He could easily spot the stalker because the camo is just way too off.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's either going to spot the black camo from the head or he's going to spot the grey camo from the body. So unless there's a very specific area where that stalker can hide, like maybe a a five-foot grey wall and then a gnar behind him. Yeah, or like
2: <laughs> lay down next to some leaves that's also beside some rocks. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but this match again, kinda of like the the match before it is is not really too um to further storyline with the people in it, it's more to further the storylines with Stone Cold Steve Austin who's on commentary, and uh, uh, to further uh, the storyline between Hunter and Mister Perfect. So essentially, we have Stone Cold coming out. He's uh, he's trying to go to fight with uh, with Kevin Kelly, uh, picking on the youngest, smallest one of the commentary team, which is a kind of weird uh and then he also uh bad mouse bret hart saying that uh he uh he wants to use a word that rhymes with the word that he's actually thinking so he spits on the laugh the career and the family of bret hart so yeah what what word can round with spits who knows
2: mm. he well, he also suggested that uh, had bret hart's parents uh, used uh <laughs> safe sex that uh, that we wouldn't have to be worried about Bret Hart. <laughs> he, he wouldn't have this problem. Yeah, that he, was... wouldn't, he wouldn't have this problem.
1: And uh, we also get the joy of uh, Jerry Lawler showing us that he's on the cover of a comedy magazine. His artwork yeah, um, kind of makes a really kind of a tenuous link that that uh, Bret Hart once said he was the greatest artist in the world just so he could strong arm the fact he was on the front cover of a comedy uh, magazine.
2: I'm a real artist. I'm the one who can draw here. <laughs>
1: and Bret Hart is a fucking liar. He's a liar.
2: Um, we also get one more Jim uh, from uh, from Stone Cold Steve Austin asking why is Barry Windham covering his face with paint? We. <laughs> We all know it's him
1: <laughs> that that was absolutely brilliant but this this is a, a nothing match again uh unfortunately uh, we get coming towards the end we get um uh, uh, mr perfect coming back out he uh he takes um hunter helmsley's uh valet and walks off but this time he's caught by hunter hunter instead of going out of the ring to to confront Mr Perfect, climbs to the top rope to shout and he's then uh, hit with a superplex and uh, the stalker picks up the win. The stalker picks up the win against Triple H. Um, Uh, Yeah. Sad, sad times. uh...
2: Watching Triple H lose all these matches, and I know obviously it's it's a lot to do with something that uh, we've talked about here on show, uh, the show, the curtain call, right? Um, Ori, or uh, to to her immense credit, has uh, pointed this out on a number of occasions. Um, but like <laughs> you have to feel like you know the golden shovel era of Triple H is a response to matches like this where he's like. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember that time I lost to Barry Wyndham, so I'm not putting Goldberg over at the Elimination Chamber. (laughs) (laughs) Or... Or I, 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 will, I would rather die than put Booker T over at WrestleMania 19 because remember that time where you kept having Mr. Perfect come out and ruin my matches.
1: You can almost guarantee in in when the wrestlers are talking to each other through the matches, he's saying, you're the Barry Windham. You're Barry Windham in this town. You're going down, motherfucker. <laughs> he, he gives you your superplex He, he gives
2: him the spinebuster. Take this one, Barry <laughs> <Just> Slam
1: <laughs> Just I'm the fucking stalker
2: <laughs> Hunter, my name's not Barry <laughs> What's going on? <laughs>
1: Oh, oh, wow. Uh, Let's have now a palate cleanser uh, before Mm. we get to the best part of this show by a a long, long way. So (laughs) we get uh, a promo from Mankind and Paul Bearer, which I think is in the same graveyard that we saw Taker in earlier. Uh, They seem very similar gravestones. Much Mm. better lighting, though. Uh, for some reason, <laughs> yeah. they could afford an, an outside broadcast true. Uh But, yeah, basically we see um, um, Paul Bearer and, and, and Mankind say, we're going to get uh, payback from Taker who cost um, Mankind the title. He's took something away from, from Mankind, so Mankind is going to take something away from the Taker, his last breath. Mm-hmm. And we see Mankind get in a grave and and... Do his whole spiel, he's have a nice day whilst uh, Paul Bearer holds the urn upside down.
2: Damn. This is a, a
1: thing that happened and leading to essentially pushing the buried alive match. That's uh, that's coming up.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Paul Bearer in a very Jim Jones esque way is like, there it is. That's the grave that he's going to put you in, mankind, and and like just like psychs out mankind into you know going to one of his 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 phases his moods um and uh yeah this should be interesting obviously uh, mankind's coming off of the back of having a very good match with Shawn michaels (laughs) and um it it is in wwe lore and wwe canon that uh the mankind undertaker buried alive match is uh highly entertaining so uh there's a lot of hype Writing into this one here from from my end, Mags.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's this is uh, when we get uh, some great matches between the two um in in this kind of period leading to into, into 1997 so yeah I'm, I'm excited for it the first buried alive match uh it doesn't i don't think it if i remember rightly doesn't happen in this graveyard it actually happens in an arena but yeah. but it's it's still going to be fun
2: it's not a it's not a boneyard match it's it's, a... it's
1: certainly not it's <laughs> certainly not a boneyard match so for this last Segment, uh, the best segment. I actually want you, Tanner, to lead us through this because I'm sure you could, you could, you could give this way better verbiage than than I ever could. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we get
2: JR. He's in the ring, right? And he's like. <laughs> he, he's he, he's wanting to for, well first off he's wanting to talk about like okay well it's time for our big announcement we've we're gonna have diesel and and razor come out and it's gonna be this whole thing and um <laughs> he starts talking about it and then they have to do a cutaway to <laughs> I think they do a cutaway to the to the Mankind Paul Bearer thing or or I, I could be mistaken it could be a, a, something else and then it gets back to JR and he's like all right folks it's time for me to talk about my thing we're going to talk about <laughs> razor and diesel and then Kev you hear Kevin <laughs> Kelly come in over the top and he's like sorry JR we got to go to commercial break so 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 twice <laughs> why is jr gets cut off and he's just like he's mouthing off off microphone oh he's like, well, god damn it what What the hell's going on i'm trying to break my story <laughs> so oh. finally after the commercial break and i i can't even remember what the commercial was for
1: um, it was for the hotline and it oh. and the Hotland says Find out why diesel and resmon attack Vega so Don't watch this bit now watch what should be explaining it, but phone us up for a dollar forty nine a minute and we'll give you the scoops
2: yeah call us we, we want to hear from you um so so finally the camera goes back to JR, and he's in the ring and he goes on. Like this weird
1: quasi shoot promo (laughs) where he. This this was a CM Punk part bump way before CM Punk did a part bump.
3: Yeah,
2: (laughs) exactly. He he starts off by talking about how he had this great career in Atlanta, Georgia, and everybody's like, uh, I mean, he's talking about like you know. (laughs) he's talking about the the WCW, but then he's, he's also bringing up about how he, um, how he was doing commentary, uh, in in Atlanta, Georgia for the Atlanta Falcons, I believe is what he was referring to. Maybe, maybe he got that. He was told about that from high that he needs to talk about the Atlanta Falcons and, and not WCW perhaps. Um,
1: (laughs) um, or maybe work for the Atlanta Falcons we
2: never I mean, we he probably did i wouldn't doubt that he did um but uh <laughs> he he made a very strong point to bring up i was working in atlanta georgia before i came mm-hmm. here to w uh, wf um, and, uh, he, he, goes on to complain about how he made his debut at, uh, WrestleMania nine and that they offered him this toga,
1: a sheet, he a called sh- it a sheet.
2: Yes. He says, he, he I, I didn't, I'm. Sure these are his words. I'm not maybe not verbatim, but he says, Yeah, JR, we're gonna put you in a toga, and it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic. We're all gonna be wearing togas. And he says that he receives this sheet, as you said, Mags, <laughs> that he has to put on. Uh <laughs> uh and uh yeah, it was it was great that, that he just got so angry. He just got so
1: angry about it. He, he was pissed, yeah. He, and he, he mentions about uh, he carried King of the Ring on commentary. He absolutely carried it. He said, but then I did no more pay-per-views in nine ninety three. And why? Because Vince McMahon, the owner of the WWF, he didn't like competition. Yeah, he...
2: He, he straight up calls Vince the owner, which is like the no no thing right like you you're we're not supposed to to say that, especially here at this time. Vince is not the owner, he's just the guy at the commentary booth, but um vince straight up calls him the owner and um yeah, it says Vince doesn't like the competition. Uh JR also brings up that um and, and this is kind of where it gets a little bit uh sad. Uh he, he talks uh, about his real life struggle with Bell's palsy and that he woke up um after uh after the Super Bowl, I think it was Super Bowl 28. Mm-hmm. Um that he woke up and had Bell's palsy um which uh basically is a condition that um it's not it's not like a stroke perhaps, but it but it's the
1: um the you get the the, the symptoms you get, the after effects. yeah
2: you, you, you your parts of your face are paralyzed yeah um and um he he, <laughs> he obviously reports this and um expects sympathy uh, from from vincent, the wWF um but uh, instead goes on to talk about how he was fired and uh, you know due to I don't know. He he implies that it's related to his Bell's palsy, <laughs> you know, whatever the case may be. I don't know, but this is what he alleges here in his uh, in his promo. Um, he uh, <laughs> he then says that uh, uh, Connecticut, the state of Connecticut, is a
1: hellhole, an overpriced hellhole
2: at like over- that, <laughs> which is not too far
1: away from the truth. <laughs> <laughs> See, this, this, he was not a fucking liar. He was shooting.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, 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 there are granites of truth in what Jr. is saying. Perhaps. Um, <laughs> uh, he he goes on to talk about how Vince wanted Jr. back, uh, but he wanted to bring Jr. back at about half the pay uh, yeah, after
1: after Vince was indicted on yeah. the, the steroids thing. He, t- he, t- he brings <laughs> up the
2: steroids trial and like Vince McMahon being indicted, and says that he he brought he was he, he was brought back for fifty cents on the dollar is his words, um, which is just like the whole promo. I'm just like, what the heck, dude? Like this is like the saltiest <laughs> like promo that I've ever heard. Uh, Jr. Give and um, <laughs> anyway. He he goes on to discredit everybody, uh, and 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 put himself over by saying, uh, talking about how hard he worked, uh, to bring back, uh, uh, Razor and Diesel, and it's like it
1: wasn't no accident, and me getting them back wasn't an accident either. (laughs) Exactly,
2: exactly. So he like puts himself over, and like he's he's waiting for his crowning moment, his 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 crowning achievement and glory and rest to this point and and he says let's go ahead and bring out the bad guy Razor Ramon and so Go on, go ahead, Max.
1: So, I mean, I'll I'll happily take over here. The crowd go mental. Yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's absolutely a... like crazy. And then we see the 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 raw sound where the 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 wrestlers come out, and we see a glimpse of who's coming out. And then the camera pans out wide, so you,
2: you hear the music. You hear Razor's music, <laughs> and
1: well, you hear it. And then the the crowd are almost kind of overshadowed the music. And then mm. there's a massive kind of Wait, what? What? Yeah. What the <laughs> fuck is going on? And then the camera zooms in to it's Razor. A, it's
2: it's a <laughs> you can't see it, but but air quotes Razor. Um, it it we- looks
1: like a Razor Ramon has eaten another Razor Ramon, and then maybe had a horrific burn, like full body burn. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the, the the crowd reaction was um to like very similar to like Yeah uh uh-huh? oh, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> so so Jim, you was a fucking liar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so so this
2: this this Razor Ramon lookalike we'll we'll call him. I, that. I mean
1: that that's that's a stretch. This this, this, this guy here has a up. slight resemblance of Razor Remote. He had he had Razor's claws. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> if,
2: if 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 Razor Remote, if Scott Hall was a piece of cheese and you simply put him in the microwave for far too long to where it bubbled over, uh, and then and then you put that into a human form, that's what you got with with this gentleman here. It, 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 mm-hmm. it you could tell that it was. This, Maybe Razor
1: Ramon, <laughs> but, but it wasn't Scott Hall. And um. he put on the worst Scott Hall impression ever. Hey, Chico. <laughs> and the way he kind of, like, his mannerisms were almost like he'd had Bell's palsy, uh, with the way the, the left side of his face was, was melted down. Like, Say hello to the bad guy. And we're like, we will when he turns up. Do you have any idea where he is?
2: <laughs> he's, he's clearly not here right now. Do you have his email address or phone number? Is he coming back anytime soon? <laughs> but but and,
1: and that's the end of this episode of Raw, which is... Yeah.
2: Uh, uh, S- Savio Vega hits the ring. He attacks yes, it does, this yeah. uh, version of <laughs> Razor Ramon. Um, no diesel. No Diesel as of yet. Even
1: though we were promised that by Jim Ross. He yes. did say that earlier that he would be speaking with Razor and Diesel. So yet again, another fib by good old JR. Yeah, he's
2: a... <laughs> just
1: a but, liar. Yeah, I mean, how, how did WWF feel that this was going to work? It was got that that fan reaction straight away. I would have not put this broadcast out because we know that these are taped in blocks. This was horrific. This was, it went down like a fart in church.
2: Yeah, I mean, so I guess my, my thing here is like, what's the point that you're trying to prove here? Like, is it just the fact that you have intellectual property and that you're willing to flex that? Like, is, is that is that the point that you're trying to make? Or is it like... You know, or, well, like, we're going to try and uh, destabilize the popularity of, of Hall and Nash by putting, them, by making a deep
1: fake version of them here <laughs> and, 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 in the and, WWF. And I think there's a lot of truth in that because. There, there were the, the rumors that WRF had put out like cease and desist on WCW at the time for, for kind of alluding to the fact that uh, uh, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash were from the WRF and they were here to take over and, and uh, they were going to have a war. So I think maybe you're right that there is kind of a, a bit of a flex by, by uh, WRF, but this this wasn't this, this, the way to
2: this, do it. Saying ain't it, dog. And
1: yeah, this, yeah. <laughs> this this soul is the name of Razor Ramon and of of uh, Rick Bogner Yeah, because and like, Jim Ross and Jim, fucking Jim Ross. And, 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 <laughs> Jim
2: Ross looks actually the worst out of all of this because we've we've had to hear him crow about this for what a, a month, six weeks, mm-hmm. yep. a long time about how he's got this scoop. He's got this thing that he can't tell anybody and then he starts he starts telling people exactly what it is. And now he just looks like like a pair of clown shoes. He looks <laughs> he looks he looks absolutely dumb for it. And and WWF looked dumb for it because they they clearly told you well, we're going to give you Scott Hall or not Scott Hall. We're going to give you Razor and Diesel, right? And there's an there's clearly an idea in people's minds. Oh, that's that's these guys, mm-hmm. right? Like these these are the guys, and um, yeah, they, they just meant we're going to give you a reinvention of their character, yeah. and it's just not the same. Like you can't a, just a go, reboot. yeah, we we you can't reboot a character. That's that's dumb.
1: This, this is your Robert Pattinson as Batman <laughs> edition of, of Razon. This ain't your Christian Bale. Forget that. They that happened. It was a thing. You're getting Ben Affleck as Batman. <laughs> uh
2: <laughs> so there's a um are you are you familiar with the actor Tim Allen?
1: Yeah, from uh Home Improvement Like uh,
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um uh, so here in in the states, he had um, uh he he had Home Improvement, right, which is like the handyman show, and he he had a bunch of sons, and it was all about like him as a father with with his sons and whatnot, right? Um, he tried to basically reboot, oops, he tried to reboot <laughs> that same kind of concept, uh, about twenty years later with a show called Last Man Standing, mm-hmm. and it's it's one of my wife's sadly one of her favorite shows um you should divorce your wife (laughs) so for those who don't know what this show is it's the exact same concept as home improvement but the difference is instead of it being tim allen has girls uh has boys tim allen instead has has girls right Mm -hmm. and um it's tim allen makes all these overt like political statements on the show. And it's, it's really annoying and really cringeworthy. But one of the things that they, that they do, um, or one of the things that they had to go through was multiple character recastings. So like, <laughs> and I would always pick on my wife and, and, and her family when they watched this, I was like, you know, this makes no sense, right? Like we clearly know that this person does not look anything like the character that it was in, in in seasons before. And like, why are we re recasting these people into this same role? Why don't you just have a different role for this person and like develop a story? WWE basically did the same thing here with, with diesel and razor. They put two (laughs) completely different people. Well, so far one completely different person in the role of, of razor Ramon. Uh, and, uh, yeah, doesn't fucking work.
1: <laughs> yeah. And as bad as Rick Bosn, Rick Bodner was as a Razor Ramon, it's going to get a whole lot worse. Just remember Kevin Nash, Big Daddy Cool, Big Sexy, and just remember what he used to look like because. That ain't happening. <laughs> that ain't happening. But that is for that is for another episode. But uh well, we are and, but, and here's here's something too
2: to 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 salivate over as Mags uh you know cues us out of the show. We're gonna have to watch this person or persons wrestle at some point. So 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 salivate on that nugget here as we close the show out this week. And
1: and just to add to that, he actually wrestles on next week's show, him and uh, Sabio Vega get it on. Um, so that's going to be fun. Oh, uh, gross. <laughs> I mean,
2: live sex party, Razor Ramon <laughs> and Sabio Vega. Wow, we, friend of the show, Sabio Vega. Yeah, as well. we, we won't get that. I promise. I'm so sorry, Sabio. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's a uh, that's essentially the 23rd uh, of September episode of Raw uh in a nutshell we'll be back next week with the the 30th of september one where we'll see uh steve austin versus uh jake roberts we'll see that amazing match between savio and uh and razor ramon
2: razor rick bogner
1: (laughs) (laughs) and then we get that main event that we uh that we were harped up with uh jim Cornette and vader Taking on Jose Lothario and Shaw So Tune in next week for that. But uh, that's all from us here at Changing Attitude for for this week. Uh, definitely go and follow our missing uh, tag team partner Aura at in the Draw. Yes, um, please
2: do. Please, please send her like messages and like send her some love. You know, obviously, mm-hmm. you know if you know anybody who's gone through a hurricane before uh, and and has had home damage or lost power, whatever. I mean, you, you, you can understand how chaotic that can be um, and, and, and just how, how heartbreaking that can be to somebody. Uh, so send, send Ori and, and her family some love uh, and, and, and let her know uh, how much uh, she's missed here on A in Attitude.
1: Yeah, because, because you've had to put up with us, because, essentially. Because, because if you don't, we, you get us again. Yeah, and it's nobody it's wants it's that. We You want that, like we want Rick Bogner and Glenn Jacobs as, as diesel we,
2: we, Yeah, we, we are the, the new diesel and razor of a change in attitude.
1: <laughs> and she's the Jim Ross bank out. Jim Ross. <laughs> and with that, Tanner, where can the people find Rick Bogner and Glenn Jacobs on the Twitters? <laughs>
2: Uh, I mean, I, I, do they have Twitter? Rick Bogner and Glenn, I mean, Glenn Jacobs is, uh, I guess a mayor. He's, he's in Knox County, Tennessee. If you want to look for him, um, Rick bought, has anybody heard of
1: Rick Bogner since then? Yeah, I think he may be, he may have passed a couple of years ago.
2: Oh, well, um, my condolences, um,
1: uh, For everything,
2: but if you, well yes <laughs> we've had a good time here on this show though so if you want to follow mags and i the rick bogner and, and kevin ash of this uh a change in attitude rick bogner and kevin ash rick bogner and glenn jacobs of this uh change in attitude um yeah mags where can where can people find you and your content let's start there
1: Okay, so you can find me at Podfather Mags uh, where I am all over uh, the, the chair shot and all over Radio Techers' uh, and a uh project where we cover uh, wrestling, football, uh, MMA uh, here. I do uh, uh, the the midweek mainstay with, with Ray Cash and, and you'll find episodes of A Changing Attitude on Mondays as well. Also, you'll find me on Visionaries Global Media putting out content there. So I'm, I'm pretty much everywhere. Uh, wherever you have heard a podcast, uh, you'll likely have heard my voice, uh, Tanner, yourself?
2: <laughs> yeah, you can find uh, you can find my content uh, on Twitter at TexasGentleman underscore or. Uh, more commonly at Radio Techers That's R A D I O T E K K E R S. Uh, and as Max put it, we cover uh, the gamut as far as uh, all things uh, sports fandom. E uh, in terms of like pro wrestling, MMA, and uh, uh, football, uh, we have a good time. We ha- we've- we're building a really strong team over there right <laughs> now, uh, including Ori and Ray Cash, uh, who uh, we've brought on board to do uh, some wrestling content and. Uh, uh, hopefully you know once uh, once they're all back up and running, uh, we'll have some more content headed your way in that regard. So yeah, lots of big exciting things going on there. If you haven't yet done so, subscribe to Radio Techers.
1: Absolutely, and also to, uh, go and follow uh, the A Changing Attitude uh, Twitter handle at ACIA Podcast. And if you want to give us your thoughts on this amazing and very intricate storyline with uh, Diesel and razor, you can shoot us an email at Changing Attitude Podcast at gmail.com uh, But uh, keeping keep tuned here at Chairshot for for multiple uh, contents from multiple creators, uh, really good quality stuff. Uh, and remember, whilst you are. Here, that you must always use your head. Do you want to wave this week? Bye bye. Bye bye.